Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. With the first wave of NFL free agency ending, second wave finally upon us, and the draft right around the corner, there's no better time to hand out fake awards for real signings. And that is what we're about to do. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they'll install them for free. See better, drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop by today or learn more at O'ReillyAuto.com. Uh, last time we we heard about that, Evan was driving with his head outside the window because he couldn't see through the windshield. Uh, did Evan? Did you ever finish your your fix your wiper blades so that you're not uh, you know a walking liability, driving liability? I can't hear. Did Evan? Did Evan respond? <laughs> Evan tried to respond, and then he wasn't on. Evan, it's just it's way it goes. You know, we're in a different studio. Hand up. Hand uh, up. Uh, you know what? Hand hey, that's up. okay. That's on me. That's okay. Uh, I can't read. Devin can't run the buttons. Uh, Evan, can you drive? <laughs> yeah, well, driving wasn't the issue. It was seeing where I was going was the issue. Uh, but I went to the dealership. And they put the uh, GM wiper blades on so that they match the car. They've been great so far. And the guy gave me a great deal on it because even the guy at the dealership said, wow, we charge way too much for these wipers. I'm going to cut this in half. So You wouldn't have to worry about that if you went to O'ReillyAuto.com and got your wiper blades. Mm. Uh, a follow-up question. When Evan goes to test drive a car, like, do you take a booster seat or do you just presume they're going to have them for you? Like on the big SUVs particularly, you got to have something like get you up a little higher in the, uh, higher in the ch- chair. <laughs> Absolute look of disapproval from Evan. Absolute. Dis- you can only hold it so long. Oh, you know what? Uh, Evan. Evan is a solid five foot three inches of, of pure power. All right, uh, let's get. To, okay. Uh, thank you so much, Devin. Uh, let's get this is some to some superlatives. Easier said than done uh, for NFL free agency. We're going to hand out some awards along the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Are we ready for all of the joy? Hey, hey, you guys are in a frenzy here. It's time for Fitz and Harry's Free Agency Frenzy Superlatives. The frenzy. That's good. All right. We've got awards to give out. Harry, are you ready for this? We have not shown each other our awards yet, so this is going to be, you know, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. So, uh, Devin. Oh, Okay. I am a boy, Damon. I am a boy. <laughs> Somebody for the love of God save me. Excuse me. Oh, uh, let's start with the best signing. We'll, we'll get a little fun in and uh, start with the absolute be- top of the top, right? We start the with best the best signing. All right. That, that was, sounded cooler when he said it. Harry, who do you have as the best signing? I got Javon Hargrave, a guy who had 11 sacks last year for the Philadelphia Eagles, now joining the number one defense in football last year, the San Francisco 49ers. Brilliant move uh, by, by their front office. The Ritz got richer. That's why I got them as my number one signing, and him, I should say, as well. I'll be honest. When you said that, I was like, yeah, that might be a little better than mine. But I went with Orlando Brown. Uh, I, I went okay. with Orlando 
mostly because, frankly, anytime you have the opportunity to improve your offensive line, if you're the Bengals, you do that, right? So while they put a ton of money into doing it, we all know that they took a weakness uh, over the last couple of years, committed a lot of resources to that, and they now have added one of the best at his position to a team that, frankly, is so stacked. I felt like for the Bengals, this was a really smart move. I love it, even though it's expensive, so that was my best. Uh, any problems with that one, Harry? No, I like that. That was a, actually a signing I didn't think was going to occur, but it did nothing but make the Cincinnati Bengals that much better on offense because you have more protection for the franchise quarterback, Joe Coolboro. We are handing out our free agency superlatives. Devin, what's next? The best trade. Okay, I'll go first on this one. I love the Bears moving down uh, in the draft because not only do they not need a quarterback, so they ended that reckless speculation, although we would have appreciated another month of being able to yell about it. They also picked up a wide receiver in that process for, with DJ Moore that I think they really needed, Harry. So I like the the best trade being one that nets them a player and moves them uh, more draft and gives them more capital for the next couple of years. Well, I love when we're in unison and our cohesion uh-huh. is now showing because I have DJ Moore. Now a number one wide receiver for their quarterback, Justin Fields. It's going to be phenomenal. We talk about a guy in the years being in the National Football League, over 5,200 yards and 21 touchdowns. Solid, solid pickup. Solid trade for the Chicago Bears, who now have a number one receiver for their quarterback, Justin Fields. We're just showing the world. We're salt and pepper here. Like, you need both to make a a perfect dish. That makes Devin today is cayenne. He's a little spicy. Uh, Devin, what do you got for us? (laughs) The most head-scratching move. Okay, uh, what do you got on this one, Harry? I'm going to go with the Chargers allowing Austin Eckler to seek a trade. This is a guy who had over 100 receptions for you at the running back position and is very valuable to your pass game. Now, I understand Kellen Moore is coming over and he's going to take over the offense. But still, when you have a guy that's this valuable and the quarterback and Justin Herbert is comfortable with, I don't think I would just allow him to seek a trade elsewhere. I I like that one a lot. I went a little uh, head-scratching myself on this, but I went with Matt Gay, the kicker, being signed by the Colts. Not because he's not great. I mean, he's made, what, 94% of his field goals about that uh, in LA. It's not that. It's that they gave a kicker $5.6 million per year. Like, you're not a kicker away at this point if you're the Colts. You're you're a quarterback away from even being relative, so the concept of giving a kicker that much money to me uh, really kicked me in the no-no places. So, uh, I thought that was a head scratcher nfl free agency superlatives devin's give us the category we're giving you the winners devin what do we got next the what happened here move okay i'll go first on this one what happened here move only because i thought it was a little surprising given everything we talked about for a couple of weeks car to the saints like i don't have any problem with Derek carter the saints it makes a lot of sense but it's just sort of that moment of what happened here when it looked like the Jets were going to get Derek Carr, when it looked like Carr might have a ton of options. All he ended up doing was going to the place that seemed to be the safest for him, not necessarily the place that had the opportunity to change the way he's perceived around the league in my mind. So I think in a chance for him where he finally got to hit free agency, he could do whatever he wanted to go with the Saints just felt safe to me. So a little bit of a what happened here move. Yeah, for me, it's going to be C.J. Gardner-Johnson. What happened there, the Eagles offered him a multi-year deal. He wanted to test the market, and he ended up only getting a one-year deal, $8 million, with the Detroit Lions. Now, he's going to be paired back up with Aaron Glenn, in which he was with with the New Orleans Saints. But still, a multi-year deal. Now you're on the one-year deal. Something got mixed up there. But he's a Detroit Lion now. All right, Dev, what's the next category for us? The most under-the-radar signing. So it's funny. Synergy works uh – 
uh, differently because I had C.J. Gardner-Johnson as my most under-the-radar signing because it was only a one-year deal, 6.5 fully guaranteed, up to $8 million. And because, frankly, that Lions defense looks like it is better today than it was at the end of the year. And this is a Lion team that is a playoff football team. Think about all that added up together. Like, And there is just this mindset in, in my mind. They made themselves much better with a very safe signing. I think it's fallen under the radar a little bit. Oh, for me, I'm going to go with Jesse Bates III, signing with the Atlanta Falcons. This is a a very, very underrated move. This is a wonderful move for their football team. And also, a little nugget that y'all might not know, there's a guy on the offensive side of the ball for the Falcons that coached on the defensive side of the ball, particularly in the secondary with Cincinnati the previous year, Steven Jackson. He's a guy that uh, I love. He's one of my favorite coaches, and he didn't even coach me. Uh, but I know that's another reason why he's in Atlanta now because Coach Jack can give them all kind of insight on Jesse Bates, the third phenomenal leader, a guy that's going to be able to lead that secondary and bring those guys afloat with his play and his leadership. So I, I love the move. Uh, you know what? If I if I could redo my vote for best signing, that's how much I like that Bates signing. I would I would give him more consideration there. Let's well let's go to the next one on the list there, Dev. The best move still out there. I think the best move still out there might be Bobby Wagner just sitting around coming off of productivity. Uh, product, I like the weird way I said that. Uh, Bobby's somebody that can still make a difference on a roster. So in my mind, there's got to be a hole for him where he can come in and he will make an impact, uh, even for a linebacker that's not a spring chicken. So I think it's still uh, still the best move out there. Well, the best move out there is everyone who's a free agent because you know I want everyone to get signed. Uh, because that's the, I'm a former player. That's just how I operate. So whoever's mm-hmm. still out there on the market, I wish you the best. And teams, I need you to sign these guys so they can make a living and provide for their families. I, I like that. I mean, that, that's that's cute. All right, what do you got? No, there's one more for us here, right, Dev? <laughs> the Jason Fitz Best Shape of His Life Award. Oh, play that one more time for me. The Jason Fitz Best Shape of His Life Award. Oh, man, that's right. I am in the best shape of my life. Woo! All right. You got anybody that comes to mind other than me when I say best shape of his life in this award? Well, for me, actually, I am choosing you because I know particularly how hard you've been working to get to where you are uh, right now. Um, I need you to, you know, drop the alcohol a little bit more. Um, in your life because I think you would be even in better shape if you, you know, didn't drink. Yeah, no, I, I, I barely drink now. You know, I didn't a, ask you about if you, okay, what you barely okay, did. Bar- I, said, I wish you would drop it. You know what? You know there what? you go. Now, right. that you've, now that you've given me this initiative, fine. I'll just, I'm dry until, until, until coach says I can drink again, I'm off the sauce. That's just, that's a new thing. Uh, I'm going to go with DJ Fluker, by the way. I don't know if you guys have seen this on social media, but DJ Fluker came out and absolutely, like, I don't know what kind of transformation he went under, but, you know, obviously he was somebody that was a first-round draft pick, had high expectations, never really lived up to them, uh, ballooned up at a, a different point in his life. He will work out at the Alabama Pound uh, Pro Day. He's down to 330 pounds, and he's 330 pounds of pure power. Like, you know, th- there's there's a difference between I'm 330 pounds and I'm huffing and puffing when I walk around versus I'm 330 pounds, and his legs look like they're the size of my, like, my, my whole body. I don't know. I don't know. Like, his arms are the size of my legs. Like, it's just, he's huge. He's racked. He's, he's stacked. I, uh, I I respect it, but hey, Dev, can you play that one more time? Just well, hold on, hold on, okay. guys. Okay. I got I got to make a correction because I said a name wrong, and I know why I said it wrong. I just talked to Stephen Jackson this past weekend. It's Steve Jackson, the coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, got to make that. Right, that I but I, but I talked to Stephen Jackson this weekend. That's my guy. Uh, uh, one more time on this uh, 
The, 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 I want to hear my name again. Dad. The Jason Fitz Best Shape of His Life Award. Get out of here. I mean, I'm telling what you, are you talking about right uh, now? Orange Theory got me racked. I mean, pretty soon. he's this, rich, ladies and gentlemen. By this, who works at Orange Theory? Uh, by this summer, I'm not even sure I'm going to wear shirts on this. Uh, watch this what? in the app. Wow. I don't even know. Like, it's just going to be me in underwear sitting here. Like, I feel like, I, you know, a Calvin uh, Klein model. Don't nobody want to see you in them damn tidy whiteies? Not, they're not tidy. Like, look, I might be white, but I'm not that white. Uh, Do you want to hear one more time? Uh, yeah, one more time. Devin just feed, feed the monster. Okay, there we go. That's that's what I sound like every time I walk <laughs> past the cake in the halls that I'm passing. All right, who is the best move, best trade, and the best move out there? I want you guys to chime in. Give us your best move, the one thing that's got you more excited than anything else for your favorite team, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The move that has you over the moon, whether it's good or bad, for your favorite team, you can chime in next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. The trophy case of Michelle Kwan boasts hardware that no other skater has ever matched. Kwan is the most decorated figure skater, male or female, in United States history. What a joy it is to watch her skate. Kwan won 43 championships, two Olympic medals, five world championships, and nine U.S. championship titles. She represented a star Asian American presence that had been absent in the sport, an accomplishment even greater than what's held in a trophy case. Celebrating Women's History Month on ESPN Radio, brought to you by Union Pacific. Get your career on track with Union Pacific Railroad. Apply at up.jobs sports. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. You guys are in a frenzy here. It's time for Fitz and Harry's free agency frenzy superlatives. The frenzy. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And your smart speakers, just tell them, hey, play ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And you guys are taking over the show. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. We're doing some free agent uh, superlatives here. Best signing, best trade. I really what's got you super excited for your favorite team. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. Uh, I'd give you a Raiders one, Harry, but... Yeah, so let's go to the calls. Uh, Rick in Virginia. Rick, what's got you super excited, man? What, what are you chiming in on here? Oh, what's up, guys? Man, first of all, I love this show. Thank That's you. That's number one. But I, I want I got first. I got a question, and then I got something like a statement. Okay, I'm a Chiefs fan, right? Love the Chiefs since Derek Thomas, man. The late great Derek Thomas still holds the sack record with seven sacks in one game. But I love these guys, right? So I want us to repeat, right? So my thing is the Orlando Brown thing. I mean, Orlando Brown Jr., man. I don't like the fact he went to Cincinnati, but that's another story. Guys got to get their bag. I get it. I'm thinking about we got two top-notch free agents out there and wide receiver. I believe what we should do, we need to go and get OBJ and D-Hop. If we can get OG, OBJ and D-Hop, I think that's going to help our offense out tremendously. Now, we did pick up um, Charles Amenu from the 49ers. I like that pickup. And the guy from the Jags that we picked up, the uh, the right tackle. I like him, too. But 
my question is, do you think us losing um, Orlando Brown Jr. to Cincinnati Bengals, do you think that hurt our chances this year? Thanks for the call, Harry. What do you think? Yeah, no, I don't think it hurt your chances because as long as you have a guy in a number 15 jersey named Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, you have a chance. And I don't think you need both wide receivers. I don't think you need, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. Now, I would like to see Odell Beckham Jr. in that uniform. You just need one of them because Patrick Mahomes does so much and he's so phenomenal at that position. He, he's going to make guys right. Even when guys might not even be in the right place, he's going to make guys right. And I think he showed that time and time again, not only last year in the Super Bowl run, but throughout his entire career since becoming a starter. I would say as long as you got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, number 15 back there in that jersey, you have a chance if you're Kansas City. Yeah, and Kansas City does have Juwan Taylor, who frankly hasn't necessarily played on the left side a bunch, but uh, you're still talking about a very talented player. I think they'll be just fine. Uh, Brandon in Maine. Brandon, what do you got? Thanks for calling the show. Brandon. Oh, oh we lost Brandon. Dropped. All right, that's fine. Ryan in Tampa. You can't call with no Metro yeah. PCS. Um, <laughs> you can't do that. Unless they're an advertiser, in which case, please exactly. call all day. That's the only uh, way. Uh, Ryan in Tampa. Ryan, what do you got, man? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, what up, y'all? Yeah, so, you know, I'm just, I'm going to hype up the Baker signing. You know what I mean? Don't sleep on Baker. I feel like, you know, I feel like everybody's going to sleep on him, obviously. But, you know, with him coming to Tampa, He's going to be double-fisting that Tom's secret juice, you know what I mean, laying around. <laughs> he's going to find something special for sure. Oh, Can I, Well, hold on, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan, Ryan, hold on for a second. You cannot say anything about double-fisting anything okay we, we can't we can't say that okay he's gonna be drinking the tom okay, juice okay. can well, he say well, drinking yeah, the drink, tom juice just drink okay just drink the tom juice that's fine that's fine okay jeez <laughs> all right <laughs> I, look i think the baker signing is is sort of why we like doing this triple eight say espn 888-729-3776 your favorite transaction of the offseason for your favorite team but part of why i i love going through this is because think about that like, Baker Mayfield has a whole fan base excited. There are Bucks fans out there that are like, you know what? We got a chance. We got Baker. Like, that's realistically what happens this time of year because it, it is the constant one man's trash is another man's treasure. Like, if, if you want to find the best out of whatever the transaction is for your favorite team, you still can. This is the ultimate season of hope sort of indicator, right? Well, I would say this, though. Wouldn't you probably consider that this is Baker Mayfield's really last chance to show what he can do? Uh-huh. I, I would say so. Like I don't, I don't think if he has a solid year and a dec- a good year, that he will be a starting quarterback moving forward after this season. He had an opportunity in Carolina, didn't get the job. I mean, didn't didn't get, didn't get the job done. Then he got moved to the Rams and did a decent enough job. But now he has an opportunity to be the starting quarterback in Tampa, and you know, show guys that and show people organizations that he can still play at a high level, and prove a lot of people wrong. But if he doesn't. I don't think Baker Mayfield will have another starting opportunity. At least Baker Mayfield controls his own destiny in this conversation. Todd Bowles might not get another opportunity as a head coach, right? Like, it's all going to be banked right now on Baker Mayfield. That's just a weird situation for a coaching staff to be, and you're looking around, you're like, all right, guys, we got a coach for our jobs this year with Baker. Uh, Let's go to Eric in Wisconsin. Eric, thanks for calling the show, man. What do you got? Hey, thank you. I love the show. I just think the Packers are doing the right thing by making it difficult on the Jets. Uh, I think they have to uh, give a good good uh, price for uh, Rodgers. He's an excellent quarterback, and, you know, he's he's got a great lot of experience. 
Um, I just think the Packers need to hold the line on that, and I think uh, that uh, uh, they'll be just fine if they do that. Uh, Evan, do you want to chime in on this? Evan, the resident Jets fan. How are the Packers making it difficult on the Jets when they've come out? You know what would have made it difficult on the Jets? If Mark Murphy had come out and said, yeah, you know, we want Aaron Rodgers to be our starting quarterback next year. We're going to do whatever it takes to convince him to come back and not done this the whole offseason where we love Jordan Love. We think it's time to go to Jordan Love. Like, I don't understand this myth that the Packers are making it hard on the Jets. The only person who's made it hard on the Jets is Aaron Rodgers. Like he's he him coming out and saying his comments last week maybe might have made it harder on the Jets. I still think the trade is going to go through with whatever it would have been, but there is no way the Packers, by any of their comments this offseason, have done anything to make it harder on the Jets. That's will, ridiculous. Will you feel the same if the Packers wait all the way until like I don't know a week before the regular season? <laughs> uh, sure, but I don't think they will because I think the second Aaron Rodgers shows up in either minicamp, OTAs. Or training camp, he's traded just like with Brett Favre. The second Aaron Rodgers shows up and is a huge distraction, literally doing his hits on the Pat McAfee show from inside the huddle at training camp, then the Packers have a problem and they're going to have to trade him. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I know a lot of people have a problem with the two first-round draft picks, and I wouldn't give up two first-round draft picks. But honestly, I would give up a 13th draft pick for Aaron Rodgers. I, I would. I would give up one first rounder. Now, two. That's. That, I think that's pushing it. I would give up one because I think Aaron Rodgers is that good at the quarterback position. I would give up one because whoever you have or plan on drafting at thirteen, you do we actually think they're going to be better than Aaron Rodgers? No, no. I I love the petty of it though. I'm here for all the petty. Uh, we'll keep breaking down the petty. You guys can keep chiming in. Triple eight. Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six plus one major offseason signing that dismisses a huge myth about the NFL. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. It's an NBA primetime doubleheader. First in Dallas, the Mavs welcome the Golden State Warriors. Then in L.A., the Lakers face the Phoenix Suns. Coverage begins tomorrow at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Presented by Indeed. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Uh, peek behind the curtain. I was uh, I was going to tinkle during the last break, so I don't know how our next guest was welcomed on the phone. But I'm guessing Evan, producer extraordinaire, usually tells people that are coming on that, that played in the league. They always says always says the same thing. You're going to be talking to two people. You're going to be talking to Jason Fitz and Harry Douglas, 10-year NFL vet. It's always Harry Douglas, 10-year <laughs> NFL vet. I can't imagine why. So, you know, it's, it's fine. I get it. You know, one of us played in the NFL, one of us didn't. I get it. Uh, but we're going to talk now to Andrew Wiley, commander's offensive tackle. Andrew, A, thanks for the time. B, I, you see, I'm just going to come right out and be, you know, an adult here and just tell you I'm sorry. You played for the Chiefs for many years. I have a Raiders tattoo. So before we... So we can be besties. I just want to say sorry for anything I might have said uh, several times because you've spent the last several years kicking my favorite team's butt all over the field. So you know, I, I'm sorry. Hey, it's all good, man. I'm just yeah. I could. I'm a little sorry for you. You got to show off a Raiders tattoo. <laughs> oh man, perfect just, reply. Just, just, just like that. Just like that. All right. So uh, yeah, as I just said, coming in, you now are a, a Washington Commander. So walk me through this process. What made the Commanders make sense for you in free agency? 
Yeah, well, for me, it was, uh, you know, uh, the Chiefs' sole offensive coordinator, uh, EB, um, you know, taking the job over there um, and then really fighting for me to be a part of that program. And so, um, you know, I finally got to go down there and take the visit and, and go see his office and, ha- and chat it up with him. So, um, for me, it's just, you know, bringing this new energy, this new culture to this place and, and uh, you know, doing it the, you know, how EB wants to do it. It's, uh, you know, something I've been doing for a while. So I'm just happy to continue uh, working and, you know, especially under uh, a coach like EB. And Andrew, there's a lot of talk that Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach, should not have had had to leave the Kansas City Chiefs to become an offensive coordinator. How much did, you know, were, was he involved in the offense, the game planning, the play calling in, in Kansas City when you was there? Uh, yeah, heavily. Uh, yeah, he was heavily involved. Um, you know, the day-to-day uh, stuff, all the meetings during the week, uh, he was taking that on. Uh, you know, it truly felt like um, he had a large role in the game plan every single week. And so now I'm just, you know, super excited to, to see how, you know, he can grow from that and truly uh, take, take over uh, the entire offense and make it his. So, you know, I'm just super stoked to, to see what that looks like. Obviously, you're going to an offense that doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, a lot of questions about Washington and, and quarterback Sam Howell. So do you have a sense yet of, of what your identity offensively is going to be, not just with Eric Bieniemy, but with Sam Howell as the quarterback? Uh, you know, not yet. But I think that's a, that's a great part about this game is that you get to go in uh, to OTAs with this new team and, and truly just figure it out from the ground up. Um, you know, and then, then you get the rookies involved and get them to be a part of it. And then you just slowly build the offense to what to what the vision is and then, and then kind of, um, you know, what the team does best. But I think you figure that out in OTAs. And so I'm just, you know, stoked to get down there uh, in about a month and, and, and get to it. You've been in the AFC for a very, very long while. Now you're moving to the NFC. When you look at the Washington Commanders, you look at this roster, what really impressed you the most more so than anything. Yeah, I, I just think the, they're trending the right way, you know, and I, you know, I think they're doing a lot of the right things. And, you know, I think bringing EB in, uh, you know, is truly going to take them to the next level um, in just how he is and how he can uh, controls himself and commands a room uh, and truly instills, uh, you know, what his team wants to look like. And I think, you know, we're trending in the right direction. And, like, I'm just happy I'm getting on soon enough uh, because we're about to do some special things in D.C. All right. So you're a Michigan kid that, you know, spends time in Kansas City. Now you're in D.C. I mean, the food scene's wildly different in D.C. Like, where are you going to find your barbecue? Because Kansas City barbecue, great. Kansas D.C. barbecue, not. I mean, no no offense, D.C. It's just not as good. Yeah, well, I don't think I have to worry about that. I think I had enough barbecue in the last five, six years to hold me over for another five to six. But I don't think we have to worry about the barbecue. But I got some great friends and, and great, uh, you know, people in my life that, that have spent some time there. And they're already sending me over uh, some great recommendations. So I'm excited to check out the food scene. Are you in D.C. currently right now? Uh, no, we uh, we did the paperwork uh, last Wednesday, and I was down there um, signing papers and doing media all Thursday. So um, it was a great visit. Uh, they treated me, uh, you know, super great. I mean, super respectful. I had a I had a fantastic time, but just just a short trip last week on Thursday. Well, no, I do have to tell you this because I think you guys have a lot of competition in the city. Because I don't know if you watch the XFL or not, but I, me and Jason Fitz both cover it. The DC Defenders they play right at Audi Field. 
They are undefeated right now. They're 5-0, and and they're creating a lot of buzz. Greg Williams, who used to coach for Washington back in the day when yeah. Sean Taylor was there, he's a defensive coordinator. You got Reggie Barlow, who played uh, in the National Football League, won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay when Keyshawn Johnson was down there and everything. You guys have a lot of competition. So, Andrew, y'all going to have to step it up. I'm putting some pressure on you. Yeah, but you no have to step it up, that. baby. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. I think uh... – you know, and the competition only helps, man. I've been loving all this XFL. Uh, I love, I love being able to watch football in the offseason. So, I mean, I, I am locked into these XFL games, and, and yeah, they mean business. So, uh, so that's awesome, man. You know, the competition only uh, only helps everybody. Andrew, uh, oh, no, oh, go ahead, Harry. Harry, Harry has yeah, another one. Yeah, yeah, I will say this, though, because, you know, I love offensive linemen, right? And I try to get offensive linemen on my broadcast as much as possible in the XFL. You do your thing, baby. You're going to get love from me. You want to know why, Andrew? Big guys need loving, too. Big guys need loving, too. How do you feel about big guys put getting love? Man? Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on. Big guys all the love. I agree. <laughs> I, I, so I got to ask you, because we spent a lot of time a couple of weeks ago talking about the Players Association uh, sort of booklet that they put out on all the teams. Uh, I, I'm interested when we talk to free agents that, that have moved around. Was there consideration to the Players Association survey like uh, for your process? Did you look at that? Did it impact your decision-making at all? Uh, uh, no, it didn't impact my decision-making at all. Um, you know, I did more so, you know, when I looked at, you know, all the grades on the report card or, or whatever, I was just kind of, you know, seeing how, you know, they graded things that I was, you know, was a part of. So I kind of, um, I analyzed it a little bit, but you know, when, when we showed up to, to, to DC, they, they mentioned it a few times, like, Oh yeah, we got an A on this. Let's go check out the cafeteria. Uh, you know, this was a little lacking. They, they dinged us on this, but. Uh, for me, um, you know, none of that stuff really matters. I'm just excited to, to be a part of this new culture and uh, to help out in any way I can, honestly. So I, I don't care what the facility looks like. You know, I don't, I don't care how big the weight room is, how nice the stuff is. I'm just excited to be a part of this new team. See, that's the offensive lineman yeah, for you. Those big is. guys. See, those big guys, we just need somewhere to work out. We need somewhere to eat and all that good stuff. See, that's why I tell y'all need love, man. I'm going to do the uh-huh. best I can. If yeah, you, like, you better do the best you can. Harry too. keeps saying we. Harry's like, you know, a, a tiny. I mean, Harry's well, a, well, I love I love offensive linemen. Okay, I do. Okay. I really uh, that, love that's offensive yeah. linemen. An honorary big man. He's an honorary big man. Uh, that's Thanks, that's amazing. Thanks, Andrew, Andrew man, it. congratulations on the move to Washington. Excited to watch you play and excited that I don't have to call you bad names now uh, twice a year, really every Sunday, but twice a year, particularly against the Raiders. Just, you know, the next time you take on the Raiders, just just, just think of me a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're out of the division, but I'm also glad you're thriving. So thanks for hanging out with us, brother. Hey, absolutely, man. Hey, this has been great. I really appreciate you guys. That's Andrew Wiley, commander's offensive tackle. And I, I'm going to say this loud. You know, sometimes when players, when players with former coaches and former players with coaches, when they say things negative about coaches, it gets amplified. I just want everybody to go back and listen to that again in the podcast. Listen to it wherever you can, because the praise of Eric Bieniemy from somebody that chose, obviously chose to go to Washington in large part because of Eric Bieniemy was real. If that had been the opposite, if he had come in and said all sorts of negative things, it would be the biggest topic in the world. So let's let some positivity also have the same impact. That's all I'm saying. All right. If you know anything about this show, you know anyone who played at Louisville can trash talk. Anyone. That was no different in the women's tournament last night. We'll tell you about it next. Harry's wearing the hoodie. He's excited. He's dancing. We'll get you a breakdown on it. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Brought to you by Bank of America. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 
Um, there's different shades of the truth sometimes, right? Like, no, yeah. honey, I was just going there to get wings. Like, there's different shades of the truth. Maybe you were eating wings, but that might not have been the whole reason but, you were there. But who was that late? Who was that lady besides you eating wings as well? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. If you work with Harry Douglas at all, you find out quickly. There are few trash talkers in the world better. In fact, even if I meet former NFL players and they find out that I'm on Fitz and Harry, the first thing they say is, oh, your boy could talk. I mean, yeah, there's a reputation. There's a reputation for one, Harry Douglas. But it is possible that maybe it's not a Harry Douglas thing. Maybe it's just a, it's just a Twitter thing. As last night... And there was a little bit of a, a, a Louisville thing, I should say, last night. And by the way, correct pronunciation on this, Harry, tell the world, it's Louisville, right? Like, I'm doing this right, Louisville. Yeah, it's Louisville, not no Louisville or Louisville. It's Louisville. Yeah, Evan, you want to you want to say the name of the city for us, Evan? Because we've had some issues during our production calls. If 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 Evan wants to try and say the name of the city, uh, he doesn't. He's just give it a try. Give it a try. Uh, no, Evan, Evan won't do it. it. Evan's not. Evan's refusing okay. to do it. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, right. So it's Louisville, and last night in the game between Louisville and and Texas, it got a little. Uh, it got a little hairy. All right. It got a little uh, heated as there was an exchange between Sonia Morris and Haley Van Lith, and so uh, it, it turned into a bit of a. You could see some trash talking going on now uh, afterwards Haley was asked about it and this is what she said I wouldn't say there was a lot of chirping going on in the game um I think it was a pretty clean game you know I respect the Texas players I don't really want to speak on what happened at the end because I don't want it to dim down the fact that we played really really well um I have all the respect in the world for Texas no hard feelings you know bath sports can get chippy and and the moment you play in the heat and at the end of the day I'm gonna let it go you know um, no hard feelings. I assume that they'll do the same. And, uh, yeah, I'm just part of our win. I don't want to focus on what happened at the end. Oh, translate that, Harry. <laughs> uh, we won. Y'all lost. Kiss our... <laughs> Let me start right there. <laughs> we won. Y'all lost. Why am I going to give y'all any publicity when and take away from our team when we just beat y'all and we're advancing and y'all aren't. See, this is this see this this is it's just not women's basketball. See, Texas beat Louisville's women uh, women's volleyball team in the championship this year too. So we as the Louisville community owe Texas and thank you Haley for bringing things home for us. It's greatly appreciated as a Louisville alum. And girl, talk your talk, walk your walk, score your buckets. Guess what, old Miss. You're next. Ooh, oh, HD is feeling it today. You're next, old Miss. Look, I, I think it's funny that, you know, we, we resume it goes any other way. Sometimes these games get chippy, right? Like, uh, yeah. the, it, through all of it, we have to acknowledge that sometimes these games just get chippy. And we see NBA players do this all the time. We see college basketball, men's college basketball players do it all the time. Not even a big deal. We see two women in one handshake line get a little chippy, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I mean – fact that, that it's even a, a conversation piece. I think this is great. I think it's great for the entire coverage uh, of the, the women's bracket. 
I think this is a great moment, and it shows how fired up everybody was. I'm all in on this. Like, I just think maybe y'all are teaching this at Louisville. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, I love the parody in women's basketball. Now, you still have South Carolina, who's at the top of everything. You have UConn still there as well. Um, I like the way LSU was playing with Angel Reese. But, you know, I'm always going to give Jeff Walls, the head coach of, of Louisville women's basketball, a lot of praise and a lot of credit because he's been able to do it year after year with his program. And Haley, you know, last year things didn't end the way, you know, we probably wanted it at Louisville or or the way she wanted it. But now you have an opportunity. You advance. Uh, you beat Texas at Texas. Uh, uh, that was huge. And Ole Miss in Seattle. I'm trying to make a decision. Am I going to try to go to this game on Friday? The game is in Seattle on Friday at 10 p.m. So I'm trying to see if I'm going to be able to make this and what I need to do. In Seattle? Like, like, what what are you taking your private jet? Like, the HD just taking the. What depends? It depends. The PJ? I mean, so so what I've heard so far is that you have not been able to get me into the garden on Thursday night, but you're thinking of going to Seattle on Friday night. Yeah, because all I got to do is hit 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 up IAD. I mean, Hit up my boy Josh. And, hey, Josh, man, I'm thinking about coming to the game. Josh going to take care of his boy, man. Where, where, guy. And where do you have to be for the XFL this weekend? I got to be in D.C. So, <laughs> so you're going to go to Seattle. This, yeah. this, like, and then all fly right. to D.C. So to be clear, like, I want to make sure we're on the same page here. Earlier when we were talking about how my body is a shrine and I'm a physical specimen, you mm-hmm. implied that I'm rich because I do Orange Theory. But here we are you less are. than an hour later, and you're talking about, you know, essentially taking a private jet to Seattle to go watch Louisville to then get back to D.C. for an XFL game. I, I mean, yeah. I, okay, we're going to stand by that? Hey, man. Some people can do it. Some people can't. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I ain't even mad at that. By the way, also not mad. This wasn't the only controversy we had at the end of a game. For anyone that didn't see it, Dylan Brooks tried to do a jersey swap with Kyrie. And, uh, you know, Kyrie kindly gave over his jersey and just didn't even take Dylan's. Like, there was this moment where Kyrie said afterwards he didn't That's even realize it was happening. But, man, did you ever have a jersey swap go wrong in the NFL? Were you like, no, okay. like every, everyone I jersey swap with, like we, we swap jerseys. I can only. I, I will say this. I remember Drew Brees. We played him one game, and um, I went to him. You know, during pregame, like, hey, you mind if I get your jersey? He was like, yeah, cool. We'll we'll swap afterwards. He broke a record against us in the game, and he still gave it to me. It's on my wall right down in here, and he signed it. And everything. So look shout at out that. To Drew Brees. That's amazing. I, I'm going to try and do a jersey swap with Larry Johnson. Going to join us in about 30 minutes. The whole interview is just going to be me asking him to sign something for me. That's that's the entire approach. I, look, I think it's hysterical that it happened, not just because it was Kyrie, because it was Dylan Brooks, who's quickly become the ultimate villain in the NBA. And you know that he absolutely loves every second of it, just like we love every second of Louisville trash talking. All right. When we're confused about anything in the NFL, we do one thing around here. Ask Coach. We're going to do it next on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 